<laughs> having trouble to equalize. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. If you're listening to this on the podcast, because this is a podcast, there is a video and I was wearing a scuba mask and I was just being silly. So yes, are you having trouble to equalize? And I'm going to go through different levels, different ways of working this out with coaching. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of The Rising Tide with Tara Barrow. Hey, the rising tide in the water. We're going underwater today. Um, <laughs> right. So I, <laughs> disclaimer, I have not yet uh, tried this. This comes from a conversation I had with a freediver who was talking to me about her problem of equalizing. And if you ever free dove or snorkeled, this might be something you have heard of or you might have issues with yourself. That at a certain distance, your ears just won't uh, equalize anymore. So equalizing means when you're going underwater, for those who don't know, um, you have the external pressure that's pushing onto and the internal pressure of your body isn't equal to the one outside. And in order for the, your ears not to pop and hurt, um, you need to equalize. So there's different ways of being able to equalize either with your Vassalva, uh, Franzel, and there's another technique. I don't know all of them. Uh, I am a freediver, um, but yeah, I don't know all the names of the things. Um, <laughs> so my background is both in coaching. Uh, so if you've been following me for a little while, I'm a coach and I coach on all types of topics. And this was a curiosity of mine upon the conversation where we were talking, I was like, oh, it'd be interesting to see. Um, and I had my realization afterwards, my own realization, which not really realization, but it would be interesting to see how coaching can shift physical behavior in the real life. Because uh, a lot of the coaching that I've done so far is on the internal self. So shifting the internal work so that I take action very smoothly. Um, but this is actually to shift physical performance. And then my realization was like, oh, but sports coaches already do that and have been doing this for many, many years. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so, um, but okay, so I have never had a sport coach, as in like mindset coach for coaching. I've had like coaches, like rugby coaches and swimming coaches for the activities that I've done, who've helped me see physically a technique. Um, but none of the coaches that I've had, and I think that's true. So none of the coaches that I've had worked with me on the internal piece in order to enhance the external. Um, and there's a great book called The Inner Game of Tennis that actually works on this. So it's a just a coach that works with tennis players and it's so not about tennis, it's about coaching. Um, and he doesn't have any tennis experience at all to start with, but he coaches tennis players to change their game and they change their game and they play way better. Uh, and so I'm gonna go through the steps of um, the different levels of coaching that I've learned over the last year to apply to being able to equalize and removing the problem of equalization. Okay, so I haven't tested this with somebody else. I have shared this with one person who's gonna test it out if you see this video and you test any of what I'm going to be sharing out and it works, do share your feedback with me. I would love to hear. Um, <laughs> I'm a fish in water. I've always been a fish in water and I'm able to equalize my ears without air. So I can just do that and uh, the muscles around the ears um, relax and then it's just, yeah, it equalizes. 
and uh, apparently very few people can do that but I also question that because we're all mammals we have the capacity it's just that our brains uh, have gone overriding all of our automatic reflex like the mammalian reflex and reptilian reflex that are in us but our brain overrides everything and controls everything and so if we believe that we're blocked we're blocked even though we have the innate capacity of doing so if our brain blocks it we're blocked and that's where blocks come in um and that's why working on the internal thing removing them is so fascinating and i love it so let's get into the five different levels. Uh, so uh, the, the acronym SEMBU. So somatic, which is the body. Uh, emotional, which is the emotional link to an experience. Uh, mental, that's the mindset. The behavior, your actions, your way of being. And then the unconscious. Um, yeah. And what happens when you free dive and i'm going to take this specific example so when you free dive um you'll need to equalize your ears in order to keep going if not it hurts and <laughs> if you've seen somebody who pushes beyond the hurt we've heard about it what can happen is you have a strong pain in the ears and if you really keep pushing your ears can bleed and if this is so not recommended you're supposed to listen to your body and not push on that's why you equalize <laughs> This is like safety from free diving. Um, I do free dive a little bit. I have a little bit of knowledge around that. Um, I don't free dive as deep as major free divers, but I have an ease. I can, last time I did it was about 30 meters. Okay, so free dive and so the block comes. So uh, what is normally recommended is for the free diver who's you free dive head down and to try to unblock, which helps is you go back right side up and then you go down the rope because you're along the rope. Um, to keep going down and so that normally tends to work but um, that's where the blocking is um, working on the sambu level so the five different levels this is before you're doing a dive session so if you have this block when you dive i would give it a try you know i invite you to give that a try and see if it works so before you do a dive session a couple weeks before or when you're hearing before you do your next ones um, see if that works and then I'll give you what to do in a dive session when it re-happens at the end of the call of the recording All right with the somatic element of it is um, So when you're diving and you're here, I'm sitting with you right here and you're listening to this so when you're diving and just visualize back to the uh, sensation in your body that gets frustrated when you're diving right and that your ears block and you can't go any further so the first reaction it'll be um yeah that, that you'll feel a blocked frustration frustration comes into the body as a um contraction um there's an unease and you're like tense up the whole body the whole body or an area in your body kind of tense up and um so what i'm inviting you to do if you are feeling the sensation is just sitting with it and allowing it to feel the sensation so wherever you are now and if you're feeling that sensation that when you dive you get the frustration just sit with it be present with it if you feel it somewhere right now in your body just place your hands on it so sometimes it could be the chest area it could be the gut area lower down the solar plexus just wherever you're feeling it and place your hands on it it could be both hands on the same place or two different areas doesn't matter which hands um, and slow down and breathe into the sensation not trying to change any sensation just a disclaimer if you do have big t trauma 
and you haven't dealt with it and you haven't worked with it and it's not healed, I don't recommend you doing somatic work because anything in the body can trigger old trauma out. Um, so if you don't have any big T trauma, which a uh, big T trauma would be a trauma that when you go back into it, you're paralyzed, you're no longer functioning as a normal physical human being. Um, yeah, so don't do that if you've got big T trauma. If you don't, good. <laughs> um, but listen to your body, always listen to your body and what it's capable of. So slow down, place your hands where you're feeling the um, tension and just breathe into it. Take a deep breath in and allowing that sensation to be here with you. You're not looking to change the sensation, you're not looking to remove the sensation and you're not fighting, there's no resisting the sensation. And what you could do, you can even talk with it and saying like, hey there, welcome, come on in. Take as much space as you want and need. I welcome you into my body. Just allow it to be there and keep breathing into it. And if you feel comfortable, you can take a little bit deeper breath into the sensation. And allow yourself to be with that sensation for a few minutes, even like five minutes. And just be there present, keep breathing into it. And what happens when you're with the sensation like this into your body, it starts to dissipate and lighten up. Right? Now that's the sensation that you're working with. Right? And so that's on the somatic level. It's allowing what comes up in the body to be felt present and allowed to be there with full acceptance without trying to change it. So on the emotional level, you can work with the emotions that come up when you get into frustration underwater and it doesn't come up, right? And so again, it's like if you get stuck at 15 meters or at 20 meters free diving, then you'll feel what mostly frustrated, annoyed, pissed off, angry with yourself, disappointed that you can't go any further. And just take a moment to feel that again. And this is more on the emotion rather than the sensation, but same thing, allow the emotion to be present. With an emotion, when it comes up within your uh, nervous system, so emotions all like nervous system related, and it's totally human to feel, by the way, um, it's similar to the somatic, as in allow it to be here, to be felt, and to be present. An emotion in a human body only lasts about 90 seconds, 60 to 90 seconds. If you look at kids when they grow up, right, you have that picture of the kid that's like running with an ice cream and it's so happy on an ice cream and then suddenly the ice cream falls down. The kid looks at the ice cream, screams so sad that the ice cream is on the floor, you know, and like super sad. And then, you know, like an hour, oh, sorry, one minute later, well, I've forgotten the ice cream and moved on to something else and just be totally okay with whatever it is and completely forgotten the ice cream. This is our normal capacity as human beings. And as adults, we forget that. We will ruminate in the past on things that have happened to us, things we think that happened to us, and blame, and just hold on, and wanting things to go back. And that's an adult thing. Kids don't do that. We are still kids inside, so we still have that capacity. Emotions only take 90 seconds max. If you're holding on to an emotion longer than that, it's a story that you're replaying over and over again. So. As an adult right now, 
allow that emotion to be felt, to be present without trying to change it, to say that it's not supposed to be there and just allowing it to be and giving it as much space and accepting it as is. Right? It's not gonna feel comfortable, by the way. There's gonna be discomfort feeling in the body and that's totally okay. You know, not everything's supposed to be super happy, good feelings. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. That's okay. On the mental level, um, it's questioning the stories that are linked with the <laughs> with the blockage, right? So I can't go down uh, below. 15 meters. My ears block when I go down 15 meters. Um, a beautiful tool is the work by Byron Katie and that's like inquiry into the story that you're believing. Um, so I'll just give you a brief example but it's questioning those stories around you not being able to go down. Like is this completely true? Do you know this to be 100% true without a shadow of a doubt? Right? Um, and then who would you be? without holding that belief that you can't go below 50 meters, right? If you didn't believe that you'd be stuck at this depth, how would you behave? What would you try? And then your brain just starts to open up a wider scale. Um, the invitation with the work as well with Byron Katie is to then find the opposite beliefs, right? So I am stuck at 20 meters of depth. How about like, I am not stuck at 20 meters of depth. Uh, like I can swim to 30 meters of depth, right? Uh, or like my thinking is stuck at 30 meters of depth. That's a little bit of a interesting, confusing one, but yeah. Um, behavioral, the patterns that come up that you do. And that's changing the way that you approach. Uh, the situation. Uh, there's things that you can do pre the situation as well. So if you know you're going to get blocked at 15 meters of depth, and I'm using meters, not one of the things, but if you think you're going to get blocked at 15 minutes of depth, what kind of patterns and behaviors do you have before that, before going free diving? What's going in your head? What's going externally? How are you feeling? Like all the patterns and things, right? Because you've created a new default for you. That's your default. Like you apprehend already like being stuck possibly it might not be completely in your head but it's there um and there's patterns that goes on what can you do to shift you know like a new way of being with the stuckness and working that and so choosing that when the next time something like this comes up be with it a different way so saying like and that it's a mixture also with the, the mental so uh, affirmations and then the behavioral, all of these overlap and you can crisscross them all over the place, which I love them. Um, but it's choosing to say like, I'm gonna dive as deep as my body is gonna take me to. And not putting a fixed limitation on it, right? Or I love this little word, yet. Like, I can't dive to 30 meters yet, right? Or I can't get past 20 meters yet. So. If you say I can't get past 20 meters or I'm stuck at 20 meters, this is a fixed statement and you're stuck in that situation. If you say I can't get past 20 meters yet, there's an opening. And it's like, okay, so in the future there's a possibility I could go past 20 meters. And you're like, yay! <laughs> 
And then on the unconscious level, that's the programming deeper underneath the surface. So a beautiful question is, what would you fear if you dove deeper than 20 meters? If you're stuck at 20 meters, right? And see what the fear comes up. And where was that fear first present? You know, sometimes we are unaware of the fear that would meet us if we reach our goal, if we went past that limit. And so that's why we are stuck before because the fear is there, but we're not conscious, but asking like, what would you fear would happen if you reach your goal? So let's say your aim is 30 meters and you're stuck at 20. Like, what do you fear would happen if you'd reach 30 meters? And just sit with that for a moment. Allow it to be present and then question it. Can you know without a shadow of a doubt that this is true? And then reprogram yourself. How do you want to be with this when this fear comes up? You can choose, like you can choose when the next time you feel the sensation, just allow it to be present in your body. And again, a lot of it is with your body and your nervous system um, because your nervous system rules all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it doesn't rule all, but it's all interconnected, right? Like everything, if you're trying to differentiate your immunity system, your nervous system, your brain, like everything is interconnected, right? So if your nervous system is tense, then your hormonal system is affected, then your brain is affected, then everything is affected. One system is affected, all the others are affected too, unconsciously, and it's happening. And that's just how your body functions. So the invitation now for when you dive next time and you do get stuck, right? And that's a new way of being. So just take my water bottle. Um, the current situations when people get frustrated, because I've also been hurt, um, I've heard a lot of that from people, is you dive head down, you're feeling good and you're diving and all of a sudden your ears block. And the first reaction is like, not again, crap, why is this happening to me? And there's like stories in your head. It happens really quickly, right? And then it's like, can I go a little bit deeper? Are oh, it's hurting? Maybe not. Maybe you'll like flip over and just head up and still be like a bit stuck and trying to like, eh. And then you will give up as a defeat going, okay, well, I can't go any deeper. I'm going back up. Um, so you're giving in. But it's not acceptance because you've accepted as is, it's acceptance because you can't do anything else, therefore you choose to give up. So the new way of being with the sensation, with the whole situation is, first of all, not putting any expectations on the dive that you're about to do, right? And just saying like, whatever happens, gonna happen. You can let it be. I accept all that is. Nothing is good or bad, it just is. Might not like it, that's totally okay. You don't need to like it. But whatever is, is, right? And so you're doing your dive and you're diving down, down, and then you can feel your ears, you know, it's heightening and you can't equalize. They're being blocked. At this moment, before you, it even starts hurting, just pause. If you're comfortable with your head down, just stay with your head down and just start accepting the sensation within your body right here, right now. So accept your uh, blocked ears right here, right now, while you're head down in the water. If the head down in the water is a bit too much, then you can like flip over and just hold onto the rope and just take a few moments. Yes, I am taking for account that you are a free diver and you're okay to be underwater and you can last a couple more seconds just holding the rope and being there. Um, plus I know you have safety divers around with you because you're 
a conscious free diver and you never dive alone because <laughs> that's rule number one the buddy system <laughs> um and also that was that this here will help you with more so you're allowing to be with the sensation as is and you're welcoming it in your body you're allowing to be present right and accepting it as is and just like again you can dialogue with it hey there ah, i see you welcome in come on in you're most welcome take all the space you need to be just put your attention on that sensation so whether if it's you know in the jawline that's feeling tight or um yeah just underneath your neck just like put your attention because i'm aware that you're underwater you've got a mask and everything else just put your mental attention on the physical space that's being tight and allow yourself to be with that sensation without trying to change it and just accepting it as is and being kind with yourself and then once you've allowed it to be a couple of seconds and if you do feel the urge to come up then you know you can do that as well but i i would invite you to stay calm throughout this process and I know you have a capacity to stay underwater and we're talking about like shallower depth, right? 15, 20 meters. If you try this deeper, then you have a capacity to stay longer under the water. Great. Um, but yeah, be with the sensation. And then when you've been with the sensation for a couple of seconds or, you know, a few more seconds, if you can stay a bit longer, then start going back up after having fully accepted the sensation as is. So you're choosing to accept and be with it and you're going back up and it's a win. So it's not as a defeat, but you've done this exercise where you've allowed it to be there, accepted it and go back up. And then from then on, and that's where I'm curious actually to hear how it would function, is to do the dive again without any expectation and just to see how it goes and see how you feel and what happens with the sensation. And I'd invite you to do that two, three times to just see how you are with the sensation and how the more you do this, uh, how the sensation is every single time you dive with it. And I'd be curious to know what happens afterwards um, because that's where I haven't tested it. Um, yeah. And just to add to how the mental affects the free diving. And it's not just about equalizing, but it's anything like the depth. It was on my early on stage of my uh, free diving journey where I, my max was about 15 meters, 18 meters max at the time. And we were out on a free diving retreat uh, in the most beautiful place. And the first day of the retreat, I was diving and I could not go deeper than seven, 10 meters. And I'd gone to 18 meters already, right? So I was only doing less than half what I'd already done. And I was frustrated. And this was before I started the whole coaching thing and way before this year. Um, but yeah, I was so frustrated with myself and I knew I had the capacity to go deeper. Right? And even my partner at the time and one of the teachers as well who died free dive with knew I had, the instructors, knew I had the capacity to go deeper and they weren't understanding why I was blocking. I didn't try to push it. I was like, this is just what it is. There's something going on. Just let it go. Just like I wasn't so hung on it. 
<laughs> the next day <laughs> we go free diving and I go I think one of my first dives it was like 18 meters straight away <laughs> and the the head instructor who was there was just looking at us like what just happened <laughs> like how did she go like from 7 to 18 <laughs> like she had a block <laughs> it was like um yeah and that's how um blocks have nothing to do with your capacity your competence or your skills blocks are completely mental and mental or internal on it like the different levels that i've shared with you um and for some reason i had one so i can't explain to you how i got past that one there and then because I, I i don't i literally i was kind to myself i didn't try to push myself and i was just like tomorrow's gonna be a new day i also have this attitude with anything that i do um that I'm just gonna give it a try and see how it goes. I don't tell myself that I can't do this, that it's not gonna work, that I don't have the capacity. I just go in and just like, yeah, let's give it a try, which it has helped me greatly over many, many years. So yeah, that's like a wrap up of the, so I'm just gonna do a recap of all of it. So the Sambu on, and you can choose which of the five. You don't need to do all the five, but you can crisscross with the different things that I've shared. So on the somatic level, it's wherever the sensation you're feeling of the block and just being with that sensation, breathing into the contraction in your body and staying present with it. On the emotional side is what emotions are happening when you're being, like I said, most of it likely is gonna be frustration, but if there's another sensation when the block happens, what is that emotion? And B, Again, allowing that emotion to be. And also the fear that comes with the emotions, pay attention to where that sensation, the fear comes into the body and be with that. And again, an emotion only lasts between 60 to 90 seconds within the body when you're not telling a story about yourself, right? But the emotion itself is just 60 to 90 seconds. On the mental level is shifting your perspective to it. So it's like, I can't dive deeper than 20 meters. Like question, that. is this absolutely true? Can you know without a shadow of a doubt that this is true? And who would you be if you didn't believe that thought, right? And changing to a new affirmation, like I can't dive beyond 20 meters yet. On a behavioral level is what behaviors do you do pre-session um, that you're blocking, right? And you can also, I really like that tool as well, is like somebody who can, what behavior would somebody have that could dive to 50 meters? and like list those behaviors and then embody those behaviors. So for example, that person um, would just give it a go without even thinking twice whether they can or cannot do it. <laughs> well then do that, you know? <laughs> and on the unconscious level, you can ask yourself this question. What would you fear would happen if you dove to, and say your goal like 30 meters when you're blocking at 20, right? Or even what would you fear would happen if you dive, dove to 50 meters when you can only dive at 30? and be with that um, and then during a dive so these five things are to do pre-sessions or in between sessions diving sessions and during a dive when that block comes up instead of being frustrated straight away and resisting it and trying to change it just when you feel it straight away when you feel it recognize that it's there allow it to be there pause in the water yes you can do it be with it and then once it's integrated into your body, go back up. Don't push, just go back up and then try another dive afterwards. Um, right, so this is a wrap up of this episode and this is just the coaching applied to the physical aspect. 
I'm sharing this as when I was having this conversation with a friend, I just felt so alive. I was like, I never thought of doing this. And um, people ask me like, what type of coaching I do? And I do any type of coaching, like any blocks you have with anything in your life, I can work with, right? And I haven't thought about it with freediving before. Um, I am a physical person, done many sports, and I've never had a limitation on um, physical activity just because of the mindset I've had. Uh, but yeah, it was just a curiosity. Something light up and I was like, I want to share this too. And so this is a combination of freediving and coaching. So all that being said, if you've enjoyed this episode, do share it with like your friends and people or freediver people, you know? And um, let me know if it works, if you give it a try, if you know anybody who's blocked. And if you'd like to know more, well, keep listening to the Riding Tide podcast with myself. And uh, if you're wondering why I speak funny, I now have my mask on again, which is fogging because I'm out of the water. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I appreciate it very much. And I'll see you next time. Bye.